Hello, everybody. Jim Malone here coming to you live on Dallas Trading Floor. And uh, the Fed had its meeting and, uh, well, the market didn't like it. It sold off. And uh, so we are, uh, you know, I definitely sold a lot of stuff today. Uh, it's not all doom and gloom out there, but, uh, you know, uh, it's it's showing once again where the strength in the market is. And uh, it's not in tech, I can tell you that. It's just not in tech. And uh, not that, you know, not that it's the end of the world or anything, but, uh, you know, boy, I tell you, it, it really makes a difference. I mean, uh, um, you know, where we're seeing strength is, you know, primarily in, um, you know, in the oil and gas area. Once again, you know, I keep like broken record just talking about that. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, just, uh, it's just looking... Um, you know, like, uh, some of the other areas though, that are starting to come in, we're starting to see some interest in medical and that seems to be, you know, making its way. So, uh, yeah, I mean, basically that's kind of what's going on. Basically, uh, the Dow traded down after the fed meeting, uh, after the minutes were released, it looks like, you know, we're going to get some interest rate uh, hikes here. And, you know, because of that, of course, um, you know, it's probably going to, it's going to not going to be great news for uh, some of the tech stocks. Tesla sold off. I was stopped out uh, at 1095. I was topped out yesterday, actually. Um, also, NVIDIA is down. So just kind of not looking strong regarding everything here. Just want to show you the overview of the market. Um, you know, the Dow is uh, off, of course. Uh, S&P is down. Uh, the biggest hit, of course, was on the, um, you know, was was on the Nasdaq, and that was down too. So the thing about the Nasdaq, that's also the QQQ. I interestingly sold part of my QQQ positions today. I took a little profit there. Uh, you know, I think it'll bounce back, but uh, we definitely want to take a look at that in just a second. Um, so let's go to kind of what's um, kind of the bulls and the bears. Kind of try to see if we can read some of those tea leaves out there. Uh, and basically, this is, you know, this isn't, you know, the end all be all, but basically the way this kind of is, is that when the number of bulls, um, you know, outnumber the, 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 you know, the bears, then, you know, we get this reversal. Now, we had this reversal a few days ago, and I you know, I thought we were going to bottom, but it looks like we're reversed back again. So the market's really undecided, but I think it's getting more bearish. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see. Kind of, you know, we'll kind of see see what see what happens here. But uh, you know, right now the bulls are in, the bulls are in control, but just barely. The bears are coming up thirty four percent. So it does look like you know, this might be. Hopefully, this is going to be near a bottom. We don't know, but. For right now, it we're probably going to go a little bit lower. Uh, basically, this that's kind of just what this is saying. Um, I just wanted to, to uh, give you a some hope here. Here's a stock that I did buy, and I think it's doing very well. And that oops, let's see if we can go back to yeah, see if we can go back here. It's called Novo Nordisk, and uh, I did buy this one, and uh, it's looking pretty darn good. Um, I bought it at uh, at one fifteen eighty three uh, this morning, and it's up. Uh, it's off a little bit after hours, but I think this is where I'm starting to see some strength in the market. I bought Lily yesterday; that was up as well. That seems to be where the strength is right now. This is a very defensive play. The interesting thing about Novo Nordisk it's a it's a Danish company, but it has very strong, of course, sales here in the United States. Um, and it is uh, one of those things that even with inflation, I think people are still going to be buying insulin. This is the, I think the number one manufacturer of insulin in the world. Um, so I want to show you the, the chart on it. This is the daily chart. You can see we're coming right up to this buy point. And, uh, what's so interesting about this is that the buy point is 117.35. We're off a little bit at 115.27. I purchased it uh, yesterday. I mean, just the beginning of the day, we came up all the way up to the buy point and then pulled back. I bought it uh, 15, um, uh, thir- uh, 1583, and that's looking pretty good. 
Uh, I definitely think we're going to see another run on the buy point tomorrow. Hopefully, the checklist is okay, 67%. This is my minimum for buying a stock. But this is one you might want to look at. Um, and I do think this is going to be buyable tomorrow. Uh, it's Novo Nordisk NVO is the symbol there. And, uh, you know, it's looking fairly good, uh, you know, coming right up to that buy point And hopefully, uh, you know, we'll see some strength there. I, you know, that's the main, that's the main thing here. Uh, you know, just try to show you kind of some alternatives here, uh, you know, to make it not so grim. Um, I do have the ETF strategy and that basically what that works is how that works is um, the ETF strategy works. Uh, I, I um, when the market moves from a downtrend to an uptrend, that's when you buy the ETF. In this case, I bought the QQQ uh, on the the sixteenth uh, of March, and as you can see, this is the this is the uh, closing prices here for the uh, the ETF. Now, this is as of yesterday. I don't have the closing price for today uh, it calculated here, but this shows you kind of the average return. Uh, on this one, basically in uh, about 15 days, we're averaging about a 5.75% uh, a return. So that's pretty good. We are 100% in this position. Now, I use this for the cash accounts. So these are these are uh, cash money that I'm going to be needing in 100 and, uh, about 270 days or less. I will do this strategy just to get a little bit of extra money on it. It's better than just sitting it in an account and getting zero. I use this to pay property tax, so that kind of thing. But this is the strategy as we've as it's uh, uh, been today. Uh, we, you know, we, we got a pullback yesterday. We're going to probably see a little bit down from here, but we're still you know we're still not doing bad. I mean, uh, you know, three to five percent in um, in a month in this market is not bad. So that's the ETF strategy, kind of an interesting way to make some money uh, uh, out there. All right, uh, let's look at um, the stocks that I did buy today. Of course, we talked a little bit about Novo Nordisk, and this one, NVO, I did buy today, um, you know, and I bought it a little bit lower than the number here. It shows 116.54. I bought it at uh, 115.83, just as it was moving up to that buy point. Now, the buy point, 117, um, 117.35. So, we're getting right up to that buy point. But this one might be a good one to potentially look at. It's got a very strong relative strength, 96. And uh, in general, looking pretty darn good in terms of a stock. Now, it's a very defensive area, of course. You know, medical, um, you know, it's kind of defensive. I've been buying the oil stocks. Uh, i gotten shaken out of a few of them. I actually ended up uh, getting shaken out of Hess. Now, I did make a profit in Hess, uh, my strategy is to buy it, let it run, and then push the stop loss up. When it pulls back, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm out for a profit. I have, I, I, and I'll show you in just in a second the stocks that I was that that I was taken out of today. But let's first look at the small portfolio. This is the demonstration portfolio that I use. I only have three stocks in this. Amazingly, Norvo Nordis, the one that we bought today, um, which I'm up on about a percent, not not a whole lot. Um, uh, a company called Sinclair Oil, Dino, down a little bit on that one, and Golden Ocean Shipping. Very, very small position in Golden Ocean. But uh, these are the, these are stocks that, um, you know, basically kind of, um, you know, kind of show you where I'm at. I'm going to show you the stocks that I sold today. These are mostly as a result of stop losses. And, you know, I always like to do stop losses. Why? Because it locks in. Hopefully it locks in your profit, uh, but it also protects you from down days like today. And it was really uh, kind of a bummer today. I mean, look at this. Uh, I was sold out of Quanta Services, ANET, uh, uh, St. Joe Company, CF. This is a fertilizer company. I thought it would do far better. Hess and the, a company that I just I, I had bought this morning, but it didn't work. And this was a shipping company, G&K. So one of the ones I kind of want to look at uh, right now is uh, Hess. I've held this for a little bit of time. I did make some money on this one. Not a lot. Um, I'll be honest with you. Not not a lot on this one. But this was definitely a swing trade um, for me. So let's uh, kind of jump on over to the Hess chart. And uh, you'll be able to kick a quick clack at it. We were doing really, really well moving up 
moving up, moving up that, uh, moving up the, moving up here. And then, you know, it just stalled and boom, I was out right at about this level here. This is the mark for where the, where the cell was, but we, we were moving up very nicely, then pulled back this one. You know, I did, uh, you know, I, I did buy in at 97.43 and uh, ended up selling it right at about, um, you know, right, right about, right about this level here. This is where my stop was. Um, uh, you know, this, this, this is where, this is where my, this is where my stop was here. The stop basically at 106. So not a bad run. 97.40 to 106. In about oh gosh, in about a little under uh, thirty days, about twenty-five days. So not a bad, not a bad return on this one. Uh, but again, this is this is sort of how I like to play it. I like to buy it right below that pivot, let it run up, and then hopefully, uh, you know, and then and then hopefully, when we sell it, uh, we're selling it at a profit. But the but you, the way I try to do the uh, take the profits automatically is just let it ride up push that stop loss up. My stop loss on on this one, uh, Hess, was right at 106. So uh, pretty good run, uh, you know, pretty good run, almost 10%. In, in, in this kind of market, you know, in swing trading, you know, that's not, a, that's not a bad, that's not a bad run. If you can keep them typically for, you know, this amount of period of time, it works pretty good. I also have uh, another one did do quite as well on, and uh, that's a St. Joe Company. Joe, we'll take a look at that one. See how we we traded that one, and uh, you know this is just basically, uh, yeah. There we go. Okay, so so this is going to give us kind of an idea, sort of how Joe kind of kind of came up. But this this is why you know you need to you need to set your stop losses because it can be amazingly, it it can it can really turn on you. Very, very quickly. Uh, with Joe, bought in at 59. And as you can see, we run it up here. And I bought another position up here. But I had my stop loss set. I had my stop loss uh, set. And as you can see, it just came all the way down to that 21-day line. That's why almost always that's a good place to put your stop losses right at that 21-day line. So kind of round trip that one. That was kind of disappointing. I, I uh, you know, I, I'd done very well. I'd gone up 10%. This is why it's always a good idea to just kind of send that uh, stop loss up higher and higher. So um, didn't quite, didn't, didn't quite eat my own dog food on that one. And, uh, you know, that's what happens sometimes uh, when you do that. Just wanted to uh, uh, give you a chance to take a look at the, um, the ready list that we have. Very nice ready list. Uh, about it's about a, it's a few days old, but you can get it directly by going to bit.ly bit.ly slash DTF 0101. And that will get you uh, on the ready list. These are things that are setting up, getting ready to buy, you know, hopefully. And, uh, you know, so you can, you can take a look at, uh, at those. All right. Let's take a look at uh, some of the people that are waiting on TikTok. Thank you so very much. First question is on NVIDIA, and NVIDIA just got totally taken out today. I've been trying to come back into the text, but it has not been it has not been pretty for for for, for the text. Um, you know, I have to I have to say it's it's been uh, it's been a tough row uh, when it comes to the tech stocks, and NVIDIA is truly a great stock, but you know it just took a header today, along with the the Fed minutes. Basically, what's happening? The Fed is signaling, of course, that we're going to get higher. We're going to get higher interest rates, and of course, that's going to kill growth stocks, uh, at least for the time being, like Nvidia. So, you want to kind of be transitioning out of the, um, you know, you want to be transitioning out of some of those areas in the market like tech. And I know this is hard because, you know. Um, you know, many people have only traded tech stocks. They've never traded cyclicals, um, and this is difficult. But the cyclicals are kind of where it's at. I'm starting to see medical products pick up, um, but I'm only going with the strongest ones again, Lilly, and I want to show you that one, and also Nova Nerdisk. Um, I just think you got to be super careful with with tech. I got I got knocked out of. Um, of ANET, and I did make a little bit of money on it. That was a that was a a, a networking play, 
but in general, you know, even the chip plays, even, you know, even the NVIDIAs of the world are struggling. So with the higher interest rates, these valuations are going to come down quite a bit on companies like NVIDIA. So I would just kind of take a step back right now, and I wouldn't be probably trying to throw any money at NVIDIA right now. I don't want, I, I think it's too difficult to find a bottom. Um, I mean, there is going to be somebody that's going to buy it at the very, very bottom, but uh, you know, it's just, it's just too difficult right now with NVIDIA. I just think you got to take a little bit of a step back. Part of the problem with NVIDIA and many of these other tech stocks are great stocks, but they they have extremely high PE ratios. And normally that's just not an issue in a growth market, but we've changed away from the growth market into a much more incident, um, uh, inflation sensitive market in an inflation sensitive market. PE matters a lot. And right now, unfortunately, with NVIDIA, the P-E ratio is a 58, which I think I think is deserved in a lot of ways. But I just don't want to buy it right now because likely it's going to get punished um, a little bit in this kind of market. A, P, a, a 58 P-E, probably too high. Um, so you kind of got to look and see where, you know, where's the money going, flowing. The money's flowing to safety. And uh, so let's take a look at Lily. This is one I did buy yesterday, and we'll kind of compare the PEs on it. It's high as well, but it's lower than Nvidia. It's about eh, not quite half of the PE of Nvidia. The PE on this one about thirty six. So again, high, but not, not but not as high. Over fifty PE, you got to be careful with some of these stocks, no matter how good they are. Um, and as you can see, the, the funds are in this one, strong cash flow. So I've been looking at some of the some of the drug stocks, and I'm and I and I'm not a huge fan of the drug stocks. I'll be honest with you, but those are one of the, those are some of the stocks that tend to be looking better right now. And so you know, Nvidia, just you just got to stay out of the, the water. I think on that one, it's just eh, it's tough. But uh, I think just wait wait for it to uh, to see. To see what's going to happen, you know, Matt uh, on YouTube here uh, is interested in taking a look at Cube. Now, this is a good one. REITs are doing well currently, and uh, Cube is a storage REIT. The good thing about REITs, and uh, you know, uh, is that they do pay by law. They have to distribute their earnings. So, and Cube is one of the better ones. I, I was in this one. I did sell it. Um, you know, I, I, I was, I was in it, uh, it, it ran up and then I did sell out of this one and then it, it retreated and now it's forming a base. Uh, there's a, there's a, there's a good, um, argument here. If you, if you're not already in the stock, uh, that there's this, this, this new, uh, this new consolidation, this cup with handle that's, uh, at 5408. So 5408 really is the buy point on this. We're extremely close to it. Uh, you know we're 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 very 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 close to the buy point on Cube, and this is the this is the kind of stock you want to definitely be taking a look at. So, um, so the Cube buy point uh, is equal to, uh, in this case, uh, on this couple on this couple of handle stage one fifty four oh six. Put that up there for everybody. So. This is this is a this is definitely actionable. Um, this stock this stock is actionable. Thank you very much, Matt, for bringing this up. This has got a hundred percent checklist. I want to show that to everybody. I like buying in this market. I think you just got to buy strength. This definitely has strength. The REIT area is is getting better. It's uh, uh, you know it's up. It's forty seven out of one ninety seven. It's not the strongest of of the. It's not the strongest of all the areas in the market. But one of the advantages right now in this market with the REITs is, of course, that they have to pay, do their payout. And the payout on CubeSmart is pretty good. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's it's pretty good. Again, taking a look at the P-E ratio. Now, normally, in normal times, I wouldn't be looking that closely at the P-E ratio because the market's a forward-looking indicator. But in this market, unfortunately, we got to look at it a lot. It's got a 25 P-E. That's pretty darn good. And uh, it does look like the return on equity is 10%. So, that is also very, very good. So this is a cash flowing, uh, this is a cash flowing uh, entity. It's come down, it's based, and it looks like it's making a move 
higher. So this would be a very good addition for anybody out there. Uh, would be CubeSmart, C-U-B-E. That's the symbol on it. And uh, really appreciate that's a great uh, uh, <laughs> that's a, that's a that's a that's a great uh, um, uh, call there, Matt. Thank you so much for that. Um, Jay is looking at uh, is talking about Tesla, and I think everyone we need to talk a little bit about Tesla because it was doing so well. I was buying, you know, I I, I bought um, several positions at Tesla, but I was fortunately, and you know, I've learned this over the years, was pretty quick on the. Uh, on the stop, I put the stop in very, very tight, uh, right below a thousand. The question is, will Tesla be able to hold a thousand? And this is a key level for Tesla. Um, interestingly enough, many years ago, there was a famous trader, um, um, Jesse Livermore, and I think you should definitely Google him because fascinating, fascinating story on his life. But he was a great trader, and one of the things that he always said was that. In many of these stocks, you get support at round numbers. And I definitely believe him because it seems as if, at least for right now, the, the, the floor seems to be about 1,000. And the buy point, the actual buy point where it's going to the higher high, is about 1,200. The, uh, the actual calculated buy point on Tesla right now is 1,208. But um, right now, um, you know, right now it's just tough to buy. It came, it pulled way, way back. You know, Tesla is very, very volatile. So, you know, what I like to what I like to do playing Tesla right now, and I and I'm definitely in it, is when it pulls back and then it comes, it comes, it, it comes support, and then and then people start moving in it. I'm in it, and then I just push my stop loss up, and then it pulls back and you know I'm out. So it's uh it's a tough one. It's it's definitely a you know, it's definitely one that you want to play, but it's difficult, very, very difficult to. To play it correctly, but I do think that it's likely to stay above a thousand. That is sort of a floor that seems to be forming on Tesla. Um, all right, let's see if we can make another question from. <laughs> let's go, Brandon, uh, from the uh, the audience here on TikTok. Thank you very very much. Are you bullish for tomorrow? Well, I'm <laughs> I'm guardedly optimistic. I'm always optimistic, but I do think that you know I think we still have to stay very guarded. I think we say you have to say out of a lot of the tech stocks, and that's tough because I like buying those just as much as everyone else does. But I think we've got to go to where the strength in the market is. We still have strength in the oil and gas areas. We still have strength in, um, uh, you know, in some of the, some of the agricultural stocks, even though I was, I was, I was, uh, um, you know, I was uh, stopped out of CF industries. But there's another one that I do like that I'm also in. It's called Nutrient NTR. This is a fertilizer stock. This one uh, did pull back a little bit, but I think it's it's basing and I think it's ready to go. This is one you also might want to look at. I think it's actionable. Um, it's not a perfect buy point. I'll be honest with you there. Uh, I did buy, as, as you can see, I've been adding to the position and then I sold and then I've bought back and a bunch of times, three times I've bought this. Uh, uh, and I and I and, and I do have a small position in this now because I've been selling into strength, but I definitely think we're going to get some support on this one. It's called Nutrien uh, at about a, uh, at about $100 a share. Um, this has a, also has a 100% checklist. The symbol on this one is NTR. This is not an ideal buy point, but it has a 98% strength. So that is the kind of stock you want to buy. You want to buy the strongest stocks in the market right now because... The market is weak. <laughs> it's weak. So we want to buy the strongest of the strong. This is one that you might want to take a look at. Not a totally ideal place to buy it, but um, I do think that it's come down to that 21-day line. That's the green line here. I, think we can, I don't know if you can see this. It's showing. <laughs> Let me just kind of mark it there. There we go. Yeah, This is the 21-day line. It's getting some support there. This one I do think is actionable as well. Um, again, it is a fertilizer stock. Fertilizer is going to be in very, very short supply due to this war, unfortunately, in Russia with uh, Russia and Ukraine. Uh, it's going to be in very, very short supply. So um, that's another actionable area uh, that you could that you could look at. Let's take a um, Jay uh, Joka says um, looks lots of red today on gold. Okay, let's look at GLD. GLD is the um, 
uh, GLD is the um, uh, the ETF that covers the price of gold. It's a spider select, and I, you know, it's if you want to get exposure to gold, this might not be a bad way. I think though that the miners are better, especially some of the junior miners. But there's there's some other stocks that I want to check out, uh, just you know, while we're on the subject of gold. Um, here's the thing with this one. This is in a buy zone right now. You could buy this one if you want to get exposure to gold. Here's the problem with gold. It's very spiky. As you can see, it, uh, you know, it, uh, at the beginning of March, it would just went way up and then it's pulled back a little bit. But I think that there's growing anxiety out there. It depends on where the price of gold is selling. You know, it is. But I think that if you bought it right at this, at this line, this is the 200-day line, I think that that is not necessary uh is 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 a fairly good place to buy it this um uh you know it's starting to have the golden cross which is good uh starting to look better 84 relative strength i'm still not a super fan i'm not totally sold on gold yet uh in the market but it definitely is if i definitely think this is viable right now um i probably wouldn't be piling into it though i just i just wouldn't be piling into it based on a lot of other things. I think that you're going to get better exposure to the market if you're worried about inflation and you want gold uh, with some of the junior miners. I'm going to take a look at um, FNV. The reason I like Franklin Nevada Gold, this is the, what it is, is because this one actually exposes you. This company owns positions in other companies that are producing gold right now. And this one is probably, I think, a better bet in terms of getting uh, exposure to gold. Now, this is this is a this is an actual stock, of course. Franklin Nevada Gold. It's a little bit extended here, but because this is a commodity play, I'm a little bit less strict in terms of where I would buy things. Here's what I like about this one. Way back here in August of 2021, it did make a high at about uh, 163. Currently, it's about 163. So. We're starting to see some strength, and we're starting to see this thing move higher. Franklin, Nevada Gold. This is this is not a bad one. Uh, it has the minimum checklist, sixty-seven percent. I do like this one because this is a junior gold miner. And here's one of the things I want to show you uh, here. This might also be actionable. Is the fact that we've got in the mining area, especially in the gold mining area, this is number sixteen out of one ninety-seven. So this is definitely in the top twenty percent of the market currently. And um, so that's one of the ways, good ways that you could get access uh, to gold. All right, let's uh, take a look at some of the more. Okay, short Twitter. <laughs> good question. Let's look at Twitter. And, of course, this is um, um, uh, TWTR. This, of course, is the stock that Elon Musk privately bought 9.2% of. And he did that. Apparently, he was just disclosed it, of course. Um, but uh, it jumped up basically on that disclosure, came up to that uh, 200, came up to the 200-day line, and then fell back down to earth. I wouldn't be a buyer of this one right now. Why? Because I don't think it is. I don't think it has confirmed above to the 200-day line. You just, it's not a good idea to buy below that 200-day line. It's just, it's just if you, uh, you know. I've done it a million times, and I've been burned a million times on this. But right now, we are 2.3% below that 200-day line. So for Twitter, I would not be a buyer here. I would I want to see some more strength. So I would watch list this one, uh, definitely. I, I, I would definitely watch list Twitter, but I wouldn't be a buyer. So watch list TWTR. And this is just, you know, just kind of watch it to see if it moves above that 200-day line. Uh, but I wouldn't be a buyer here. I just I just wouldn't be a buyer of this one uh, just because it's it just doesn't look, it just it just doesn't look optimal. It just doesn't look optimal, even though it has a great environment and everything like that. Hey, thank you very much. Due to the channel. Wow, thank you for seeing me. What does Wal- Why does Walmart keep going up? Good question. Part of the reason Walmart is going up is because, of course, of inflation. Because if, you know, Walmart does have some very, very good prices. WMT uh, is doing very, very well. Also, you want to look at Costco as well. 
Uh, but right now, and I want to show you this, the charts for, oops, the charts for um, Walmart is looking very good. It's in the buy zone. Now, what do I mean by the buy zone? Well, the way stocks trade is that they'll typically come up, they'll meet some resistance, and then they'll retreat, and they'll form a base. That's what's happened here. And then they'll punch through that base, and when they punch through that base, that's a good time to buy because there's power as it moves out of that base. Right now, uh, the Walmart is looking for, you know, for the retail stocks, looking fairly good. Let's take a look and see kind of where we are in terms of the buy point. We're about 2% above the buy point. So we're right in the buy zone. Now, the buy zone is the buy point plus 5%. So that's kind of, and, and, and I use AI to calculate a lot of these things, but it's not an exact science. Um, but basically, we're showing it about in the buy zone right now. Walmart's in the buy zone. Now, it does have a decent checklist, 67%. This is my minimum for buying. But uh, and, and this does and this doesn't check the box here. Um, I am not totally convinced on the uh, on Walmart though. I think if you're looking to get exposure to the discount retailers, I think you want to look at Costco because I do think it does have a better chart. It's a smaller company, of course, uh, and it's a little bit extended. But I do think that Costco instead of Walmart might be the where you want to go. Um, this has a stronger checklist at 78%. Now, it is extended a little bit above the buy zone, and it does appear that it's kind of hovering right there. Uh, you know, I did have a full position. I let it run up, and then I sold it. Uh, but this one, I do think, is uh, actionable. I mean, it's moving up very nicely. So if you want to get exposure to the retail, and I'm not really a fan of retail right now uh, because of the inflation, this is kind of the one where you want to go. So if you're looking at Walmart, you might want to look at Costco, um, and it's a more expensive stock. I mean, you know, $585 a share is a lot. But remember, it's not – you you just buy fewer shares. So, um, you know, if if you are looking at the retail sector, um, you know, of course you can buy more Walmart than you can buy Costco. But, you know, you just buy fewer shares of Costco. I do think it's a little bit better stock, though uh, I think the setup for – Walmart is better. So it's kind of it's kind of even. I'm not really as excited about the situation with um, with retail. I'm a little bit I'm a little bit leery on the on the retail right now. So I would kind of go slow on the retail. All right. Hey, Jay's Fresh Market. Excellent. Take a look at MCK. Is it, I think this is McCormick, right? MCK? The spice company? Am I right about that? No, McKesson, this is even a better company. <laughs> Sometimes I can't. I, I don't know all the symbols. That's for sure. McKesson is truly a great company. And by the way, uh, this is actually now a Dallas company. It used to be based in San Francisco. And they moved their headquarters about a year ago over to Irving, Texas, which is basically right here in the Dallas Metroplex. So a lot of people out there have moved to Dallas for, from uh, McKesson. This is truly an amazing company. Uh, consistently this has this company has some of the highest revenues i think they were number six or seven i'm not sure on the revenue side but it was very it's a very very strong company unfortunately like many good companies not giving us a whole lot of place to get in here uh, i wish this had a better chart from from getting in but i do think that you know we are starting to form a little bit of a consolidation Let's see if i can draw that there yeah there we go okay so a little bit of a consolidation here. This is the kind of thing you always want to see as it, you always want to buy a stock as it's punching to a higher level. And this is pulled back to the 10-day line. It's moving up here. Could you buy this thing? Well, yes, you can. It's got an extremely strong checklist, 89%. The only thing it's failing on, of course, is the 20% uh, increase in sales. But this is a monster company. So uh, I do like the fact that it is in the medical area. We're going to see a lot of money uh flee other areas of the market and they're going to seek safety here so this is a good safety play uh relative strength is 97 and uh so let's kind of look at the fundamentals on it and what i'm doing here for everyone that's kind of taking a look is there's two kinds of analysis on a stock one is the technical analysis that's the charts that i'm showing those are the buy points and that kind of thing 
There's other is called the technical analysis. That's probably the one you you learned if you went to uh, business school or something. You learned technical analysis. The problem is technical analysis uh, typically doesn't give us as um, quick a, a read. It, it's more difficult, but it's still very very valid because, of course, the technical indicators are, are they 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 are out about a quarter to two. Um, it, it, they they are they're predictive about quarters to two out. What we're looking for in a stock, by the way, if we're looking at technical industries, one of the great things that you can take a look, and they've done a lot of research on this, is if you see a company that is growing 20% a quarter in sales, that is extremely strong, and that is one you want to look at. Now, with McKesson, McKesson is a monster company. Growing 20% in sales would be absolutely phenomenal. It's not growing that fast, but it's still growing, and boy, it's growing a lot because of the size. The profits are doing very, very well. One of the things I do want to point out, and this is one of the reasons McKesson is such a good buy, uh, you know, even though there's not a great buy point, is look at that, look at that PE ratio. Now, normally I'm not a big looker at PE ratios, but this is a 13 PE ratio. So remember, when, just in the beginning of this broadcast, we were looking at um, Nvidia. Nvidia, great company, but at 58 PE. Right now, McKesson, which is a far bigger company, has a 13 PE. And the cash flow is very strong uh, at, uh, you know, at basically $20 per share. I mean, that's amazing. Now, it, it's a fairly expensive stock, $310, but it's, it seems to be it seems to be very well priced because that's a PE of, you know, basically 13, which is phenomenally good. And their earnings, earnings per share is growing 12% a year. Where can you get 12% a year? Very little places. And there's going to be a lot of inflation. And this probably will benefit from it. So long story short, I think you could definitely uh, start nibbling at uh, McCormick. I would buy a full position here, maybe a quarter position, starter position. Uh, but I do think that McCormick is looking very, very good <laughs> as a company. And this is kind of the area that, you know, this has kind of been the theme of the day, last two days for me, is I'm looking at some of the drug stocks and uh, the distributors of drugs. That's that's not in the same area exactly but it kind of benefits from the same thing. So very, very strong and uh, very, very good, uh, very, very good uh, uh, deal. All right. Hey, t uh, what do you think about EGY? I actually own this stock, and I did kind of double down on it. I did buy a few hundred more shares on it. This is a very cheap stock, um, and it's in the oil and gas area. So let's kind of take a look at it. Um, let's see if I can pull that up. There we go. Uh, as you can see, oh, let's show you what I'm seeing here. Okay. There we go. Great. Um, I did buy this stock as it pulled back to the 21 day line. My first buy of 250 shares was at about $6 and 68 cents. And then I did, I did the add on buy yesterday at seven 11 and it closed at seven to one, but after hours it's at seven 11. So I'm pretty confident we're going to see this move higher. What is Valco energy? Well, that's, it's a good question. Basically, it is a developer of natural gas, and right now, the natural gas um, natural gas is uh, going to be going up more than likely in price. I mean, it's it's uh, I think natural gas is uh, it's coming up to about six dollars. It had been at four. I, I'll, I'll try to bring up a chart for you here. But basically, what's happening here? Um, you know, natural gas is looking good. This is a natural gas play. It's a very cheap stock. Normally. You don't want to buy any of the stocks below $10, but in these resource areas, you know, that doesn't necessarily, that's not necessarily a bad thing. The only thing that this this is missing on in its lineup is the stock is under $10 a share. This is very common in some of the mining stocks and some of the oil stocks. They tend to have lower share prices, so you can, you just buy more shares. That's kind of the whole idea. But um, current price under $10, but it's passing on everything else. So an 89 checklist on that. And the question is, could you buy it at this level? Well, I think with this one, you're not going to get a, a base. The last base that it had was a cut base. And, uh, you know, the, the buy point was $4.31. This was back basically in January of the year, but it's almost doubled since then. Amazing, amazing run going from about $4 up to $7, which is a lot in terms of percentage. This is this has really moved up. Well, will it move higher? It could be very likely because what's happened here, of course, is we had a high at 741 
we're just below that now. If it if it shows power, it possibly could move above that. Let's kind of take a look at the weekly chart, kind of get a, a view at a higher elevation here. One of the things that you're always looking for in terms of the fundamental analysis is you're looking for a stock that can grow more than 20% a quarter. That's definitely been the case with Valco Energy. Uh, in the last four quarters, it's grown over 100% every quarter. This is a sales here, but also in profits, it's grown too. So this is, you know, this is obviously, uh, you know, this is obviously growing from a very, very small base. One thing I want to show you on the phenomenon analysis here is this has a very low PE. It's 11 on that PE. So um, not, I mean, kind of a polar opposite company from the McKesson, the one that we just looked at, MCK, which had a 13 PE. This one has a 11 PE, which is better, but it's a much smaller company, much cheaper stock. And uh, But one of the other things I want to show you, this is right now, as of today, the oil and gas international E&P companies, number two out of 197. Now, this is the top end of the market. This is where the market is pushing its capital. Its capital is going to the oil and gas stocks. And that's why this is the number. This is the second best category right now for the stock market. So definitely looking good. Could you add here? Eh, I'd be a little bit careful. I wouldn't add more than about a quarter or a half position. Um, you know, but if you if you're willing to push up your stop loss, uh, I have a stop loss on on my shares here at uh, basically uh, six dollars and eighty cents. That's basically thirty cents below uh, where we are now. But it seems to get be, be uh, strengthening, and uh, not a bad buy. Not not a bad buy. And I and I actually found this one. If you've been following me, I actually did it with a screen. I found this one. I wouldn't. I didn't really know much about the company until I screened for it. So. But thank you for that, uh, bringing up that. So really, really good. Um, I have a good one for you today. <laughs> Should you consider uh, taking in, uh, taking it in, uh, received a pull to FDA approval? Get pushed down. Blockbuster drug. Yeah, you know, here's the thing about here's the thing about drug. Um, there's sort of there's sort of two ends in the in, in the. Uh, market uh, in, in in the biomarket. There's the, there's the you know the drug drug discovery the biotechs. That's one of the biggest areas in the market uh, in terms of the number of the companies that are that are that are public. Um, I typically don't like those companies because I want to see something. I want to see something that's bigger because it's sort of a hit or a miss. You can definitely if you know what you're doing in the drug discovery, you can make a ton of money. Uh, but you just have to have a lot of information. And I've never been particularly good myself. At uh, at buying them, uh, I'm not seeing it's not seeing me come up. Um, but let's look at BTHI just for fun here. Uh, BTHI, and uh, I'm not getting anything. Unfortunately, I'm not getting anything. So, uh, you know, possibly could be a blockbuster drug, but you know, it's 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 a definitely a um, it's. <laughs> It's definitely a crapshoot. All right. Thanks, Lewis. Thanks so much. Um, Lewis is a great company. Um, uh, would like a piece in time. Yeah, I think I think Lily's pretty good. I think Lily's going to be here. Uh, I sort of uh, have hedged a little bit by buying Novo Nordisk as well. Lily, of course, is one of the big manufacturers of insulin. This is a tremendously profitable area for Lily. Um you know, it's it, and 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 I w I bought it yesterday, interestingly enough, which kind of you know we, we kind of got some inklings as it was coming out of this, you know, and th and this is sort of how stocks will trade. You 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 get it, you'll make a high. Lily made this high, but way back here, in uh, in in about the second week of December, at, of last year at two eighty three, and then it retreated all the way down below that two hundred day line, and then. And then, and then it came up. You obviously never want to buy anything below the 200-day line because sometimes these things don't come back. They just continue to go down. So, uh, but, the, but Lily, it's not going out of business anytime soon. So it comes back up, and then basically it comes onto the watch list, you know, as it's making as it it, it, it comes onto the watch list as it as it's making its move, 
And and why do we know that, that, that it's a good time to come and watch? We look at the volume. See how when it make is making this move here, also the volume is making a move as well. So that's what we want. Increasing volume, increasing price, comes up to the buy point, pushes through it, and then and then it pulls back to the buy point and then and then sort of consolidates and then you know comes up and then as it's gonna move above that range, see that's where I bought. Why? Because as it came above that range, boom, that's where it's gonna the, the supply is gonna be limited and then and the price is gonna go up. And that's kind of what happened here. Very good company. Right now, though, I wouldn't buy it because it's extended. <laughs> That's sad because, uh, you know, by the time you realize what's going on, it's 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 over with. I wouldn't say it's over with, but, you know, don't buy it here. See if it pulls back, uh, you know, a little bit and gives us a second chance. But uh, Lily is a great company. I did buy a full position. You know, always when, when it works like this, you always wish you bought, you know, two positions. Didn't do it, but, uh, you know. Very uh, good, good company. All right. Wow, we still have some more questions. Let's see if we can get through as many as we can here. Um, okay. Yeah, this is the problem with CF. Uh, one more look at CF, uh, please. Lost all the game. Yeah, I know. This is a round trip. I was knocked out of CF as well. This is a fertilizer play and a good one at that. Um, and it shows you kind of where I was in CF at. And... Uh, you know, I got I, I, I got in. I thought I, I thought I, I thought it was right. This is the this is the danger of buying extended. When I bought it, it was extended. Um, but I like the action on this. Boom. Uh, you know, it, it went up and then wham, it just it just it just moved back down. I expect we're going to get. Yeah, we expect we're going to get it to move up once again. One of two is where it's at. Currently, it's up in the after hours. I do believe this is going higher, but it's just this is a bunking Bronco very hard to hang on to so i i sold i did make a, a very tiny profit on it not a whole lot going on there unfortunately i mean i may be back in i'm in nutrient which is um yeah which is uh which is also the fertilizer area okay hey jim uh how about a the trade today based on the first reaction uh is usually wrong absolutely and, uh, and then buy the dip uh, at the gap. Um, and for, for the inside. Good question. Um, when you're buying the spider, the spider is a little bit different than the individual stock, of course, because the spider is uh, an ETF and it covers the entire, <laughs> it covers the entire um, S&P 500. Um, and it used to be, I, I don't think it is anymore, but I, I think it used to be the largest ETF in the world. Uh, the question is, will it fill the gap uh, up? You know, um, it looks like we're going to get some support, and it shows it after hours at the 200-day line. Let me just check the look here to see where a uh, 200-day line is, yep, 447. Okay, so this is proven. <laughs> This is proven that we've got we we've got support right at the 200-day line, so that's very very good. I think we're gonna you know I think it's very likely tomorrow is gonna open a little bit higher. This looks like it's gonna bounce, and uh, I definitely think that we could fill the gap. Now there is resistance, uh, basically at 458, and so you know we've got you know we we've got about eight dollars a share up. Here, but I definitely think we can fill the gap. No, no question about it. I totally agree with that. Uh, and I think it, you know, at four forty-three on the spy. Okay, so yeah, I mean, I definitely think it will move higher. It definitely is moving higher in the after hours. Um, you know, it's up from four forty-three, and currently it's at four forty-six. So I definitely think we're going to see probably reversal on the spider tomorrow. So very, very good. All right. All right, and last but last least, what are you holding? <laughs> and I'll show you exactly what I'm holding right now. And uh, it's you know it's uh, I, I do have I do have some stocks, not as many as I'd like, but uh, hey, here we go. So here's kind of and this is kind of it for today. Here's what I've got. You know, here's what I am holding. Uh, I do have the I do have the cues. I'm holding the cues down on that a little bit. I have uh, an oil stock, OVV. I'm definitely on that one, Derek. Uh, 
NPC, this is also a, uh, 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 this is Murphy Patrol, this is not Murphy, this is Marathon Patrol, and this is a diesel refinery. I think we're going to see a shortage of diesel, so this is, might not be a bad one. Um, Google, uh, but not the but not the tech company, the shipping line, GOG, Google, Google, that's a shipping company. Uh, and we talked a little bit about EGY. This is Valco Energy. That's doing fairly well. Uh, and in Dino, that is a also an oil company that is uh, called Sinclair. Uh, another another company that uh, that we're in is uh, NTR. This is Nutrien. This is a fertilizer company. NTR. You can see that. Uh, we're in Neighbors. This is an uh, oil service company in BR. I'm in NTR and NBR. Then I'm also in Lilly. That's uh, EI Lilly. And uh, then we're also in um, uh, this one that uh, we have we have we just bought today. This is Novo Nordisk NVO. It's a Danish company in the um, in the insulin business. Well, thank you everybody for for taking a look today. I don't think I got to everyone, but I'll be back tomorrow uh, with more stocks. And thank you very very much. Please, please, please. It's it's really helps me get out to more people. Uh, if you could like this, that would be really great. So please like, um, you know, please like it. Please like me. <laughs> please like me. Also, um, if you want to get on the action trade alerts, uh, you know, we have, you know, we, we have uh, good stuff that goes out all the time. Or you could just check in. Uh, it's also pretty easy. Just go to www.dallastradingfloor. This is an abbreviated website. Just has buttons that you can click on to get certain reports and lists. Um, but uh, good, good, also good place to go. If you're on the Action Trade Alerts, uh, it's free. First and last name and an email address, and uh, we'll get you all set up. It's free. We also do have the special Discord room where kind of in the first two hours of trading, I show you the trades that I'm making. And then we also have a lot of very experienced traders in the trading room that show the trades, some of the trades that they're making. So it's kind of fun. And, uh, you know, in real time, I try to analyze a lot of the, uh, the trades that are going out. So until tomorrow, thank you, everybody. Uh, thank you for discovering me. And hopefully more people will see that, uh, see it out there. Uh, tough market to trade. Be very conservative uh, right now. Um, you know, tech isn't working as well as we'd like it to, unfortunately. Um, what is working? Some of the some of the drug stocks aren't working. Not the biotech necessarily. Don't go there yet. Some of the drug stocks, uh, definitely the oil and gas, and the fertilizers. Those seem to be working. Stay probably stay away from many of the uh, bank stocks uh, because even though the interest rates are going up, this is probably going to hurt. Also. Uh, be careful in the retail sector. Um, you know, be very careful in the retail sector. You could definitely make a lot of money in the retail sector, but people just aren't spending because of inflation. So the inflation plays in the retail sector. You want to look towards the, you know, the Walmarts of the world and Costco and companies like that that aren't going to go out of business have that pricing power uh, and can deliver with their own supply chains because we're going to be facing, unfortunately, by summer, Probably a lot of product shortages in this country, which sucks, but it is what it is. So uh, I will be back tomorrow. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Happy.